You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson. When you're making plans for how your estate will be managed after your demise, do you want to saddle your beneficiaries with unpaid bills or debt? Probably not. But sometimes insolvency happens, and nobody's happy. That means the beneficiaries who might have been expecting something from the estate, but it also means the creditors and the executor who can get into a whole lot of trouble trying to do the right thing. Joining me this morning to talk about dealing with an insolvent estate is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva. Henry, good morning. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, everybody listening. So we've got this insolvent estate. What's the first thing an executor should do when learning about it? Well, the first thing that Mr. Executor should do is uh, take a step back and analyze whether or not he's the right person to do this job and whether or not he has the time to do it properly and completely as well. So is there a point of no return, a time when it's too late to withdraw from the role that uh, you have accepted? In a way, there is. So there is such a phrase as accidentally accepting the job. Really? Yeah, so um, it's pretty tough. So everybody should be uh, beware of that. We want to make sure at the onset that um, before going forward full-blown, full-blast, that we we know what's entailed of this particular job. Now, why is that? Is, is it because there's increased liability for the executor in these situations? There is. So an executor is a pretty sensitive role, and I'll say that it's a position of trust. So in that regard, it's not just um, the estate being entrusted upon him, but also the public. It's the banks putting their faith in Mr. Executor that he will execute his role according to how the laws provide it. And it's also the beneficiaries or the family who put trust in Mr. Executor that their interests will be taken care of as well. So we've got the deceased person has named beneficiary and presumably an executor, and we'll get to that in a second, but do the beneficiaries get their named assets? Yes. So when the beneficiaries uh, take a note of Mr. Executor and they're aware that the deceased has left them a specific gift, then they do have a right or an entitlement to go to Mr. Executor and say, according to my recollection, I have been left a specific gift. It can either be a family heirloom or it can be a specific asset, maybe a hockey card collection. And they can just remind Mr. Executor to take note of that. But what about creditors? Well, creditors have always have to always be considered first. Now, despite the existence of gifts, uh, Mr. Executor should make a rough statement of assets, liabilities, and net worth of the deceased to make sure that creditors' interests are given priority. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. Sure. So the creditor would get priority, the beneficiaries would get some assets, but after the creditors. That's correct. Unfortunately, in this world, the saying is correct, it's death and taxes. And in 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 the grand scheme of things, creditors, because they did lend their money and they were provided certain security by the person who passed away, they are entitled to a first lien. Now, does this 
procedure vary from province to province, Henry? Is there a, a standard protocol when going through an insolvent estate? Mm-hmm. There are certain rules to be followed, and you are correct in mentioning that uh, province by province, there are specific details to be um, um, followed step by step. But Overall, uh, the federal laws regarding bankruptcy and creditor protection, uh, they're pretty much the same or have the same um, thought behind them. All right. So the disposition of what happens when a company goes under, you know, they leave a pile of debt and whatever assets remaining are divided among secured creditors getting priority first before the unsecured creditors. Correct. And um, let's all remember that secured, meaning priority, unsecured, anything that's left behind. The scraps. The scraps, that's right, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Right. And then when it comes to an estate, then the beneficiaries. Correct. After the scraps have been given, then the remainder of those will go to the beneficiaries. So what happens if an executor makes a mistake, doesn't quite do the due diligence, and assigns some of the beneficiaries the assets prior to the creditor getting their due. Mm -hmm. Then he could be personally liable for them. And that's what I want everybody to uh, take note of here. When you act as an executor and you act over and above or in excess of your authority, you may be personally liable for the assets that the creditors may lay claim on. And that's not good because you could get sued by these creditors. And then for you to have to chase after those individuals who you gave the assets to, that's another story in itself because they might not be willing to give back that $10,000 you already gave them. Right, right. So you've got to make sure that you know what you're getting into going in, eyes wide open. Exactly. So there's an expression that, uh, you know, some people will play favorites. Mm -hmm. You've got to be very careful because you may have a a personal uh, interest, personal relationship with, with one of the creditors, but not someone else. Again, you've got to be very careful and do the right thing according to the law, not what your own self-interest is. Exactly. And that brings us back to the concept of a secured creditor and unsecured creditor. So these creditors lay on the same footing against each other. So if ABC are all unsecured creditors, then Mr. Executor can't pay Mr. B first because they're buddies and they go on some beers together. They have to pay or Mr. Executor has to pay ABC unsecured creditors all proportionately and equally. They should not discriminate against any of them. All right. And again, doing otherwise would leave themselves open to uh, litigation, lawsuit, uh, whatever. It would not Personally be a good situation. Liable. Personally you were liable. Personally liable. Absolutely. Now, what, what impact does a, a valid life insurance policy have, Henry, on an insolvent estate? So would the policy proceeds go to the named beneficiary or beneficiaries, and would that person or persons then be liable for the debt of the estate? Uh, designated beneficiaries and life insurance policies are pretty lucky. They get it regardless of the status of the estate. And that's one of the beauties with planning using life insurance does, right? Life insurance will allow the designated beneficiary to receive the proceeds as long as they have been designated as the beneficiaries of such uh, without having to uh, take on any burden or liability from creditors or taxation. So they wouldn't be fighting for the scraps, in other words. They, they wouldn't. They get that golden crown right away. What about the taxes owing, though? Does the government not get uh, first crack at the estate? Or in a, in a life insurance policy, 
the beneficiaries get theirs first. Mm-hmm. It's protected because of the life insurance policy. And then comes taxes and then secured creditors, then unsecured creditors, then everybody else. You were right. And let me expound on that further. A lot of families have life insurance policies. And of course, every family, should they pass, gets hit by a tax. Now, that tax bill is carried by or imposed upon the estate of the deceased. So if we gave away all our assets and we had no more money left in order to pay for tax, unfortunately, the government will be chasing after the beneficiaries. Okay, so if the beneficiaries received money uh, and they would usually receive money directly, uh, they would have to chip in to pay for the tax owing on the estate. Now, is that something that the executor then would have to be aware of and to make sure that there is provision for that uh, amongst the beneficiaries? Yes, and that brings us back again to the concept of the executor not or should not distribute all the residue to the beneficiaries unless he knows that there's enough money to be tucked away for that tax bill. All right, we uh, are talking this morning about dealing with an insolvent estate My guest is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Some of the things that you need to know, to know what to do, what not to do. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. 